Ray Bogan Skull. Dang. UFC 258. We're here to talk about it. Actually, before we talk about that, Broken Skull, anything you want to say about the last card we went over? Oh, man. Oh, I know you want to talk about oh. Frankie Edgar. I, I know it. I just know Dude, it. I just saw Frankie uh, responded to somebody because, I don't know, they were asking about his knockout, and he said that he doesn't remember walking out of the cage. Oh, shit. He oh. was concussed. Bro, that was, like I said, video game shit. The way that Corey Sanhagen looked at him fall down afterwards didn't look real. That's movie shit. It was like he was a villain and, or a hero in a film, and Frankie was the, the main boss, and he, he finished him with one shot and was like, okay, ending credits now. <laughs> We're out of here. He just looked at him, dude. He, he, he made sure it connected, watched Frankie slow motion fall to the ground, and you know what? He did the same type of shit to Aljo. That's why it was very – it was so funny when he said, you know, Aljo's fighting for the belt against Peter Yan, and he said, winner out of that fight gets knocked out by me because it's bullshit that Aljo has that title shot in the first place. Corey Sandhagen's the dude. He's the man. He's the man for, to fight for that belt. And then a fun fight would be Dillashaw coming back versus a Sandhagen. I would love to see that. I mean, it would be a shitty first fight for Dillashaw for sure. That's going to be bad. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not even a big fan of Dillashaw, but that is a guy who can sell fights, and he goes in there and he, he wins or loses. He puts it all on the line. I like that. But stylistically, I think it would be a good matchup. But hell, for that not even being, like I said, the, the main event of that card, murderous row. You know, Sanhagen has been scary since I first saw him survive that arm bar. Well, you called that, it. You said they were feeding Frankie Edgar to the wolves. And that's, that's they let him to slaughter. That's what happened. <laughs> and his only his only, the only thing Frankie could do was try to grab him. And that's what he tried to do. He tried to grab him. And Sanhagen knew that that was his only thing because Sanhagen doesn't move like anybody else, maybe besides Dillashaw in that division. The way he moves is he uses that entire octagon. He's there one second and he's gone. The way that he landed that knee is it, it made Joaquin Buckley's spinning kick look pathetic. It was that's, pretty nice. That, it was it just he just went down in slow motion. Uh, oh my! Dude, I, I saw this never, lady uh, post a picture of her dog laid out. Was like my dog just took a <laughs> knee from Corey Sanhagen. Fucking funny as shit. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I don't I don't even know what else to say about it. I mean, the kids. <laughs> the difference what I what I see here in the Joaquin Buckley, even though he did beat that Jordan Knight kid, is he finished champion Frankie Edgar in less than 30 seconds with one shot. So to compare this to Joaquin Buckley's finish, there is none. Joaquin will not be a champion. He's not going to get a title fight. Corey Sandhagen will be a champion. It, at the very least, he will get a title fight. Why? Yes, Because this, that's, that's, that's what they want. Joaquin Buckley's knockouts have been lucky. They're not accurate technical shit, right? It's luck. Corey Sandhagen's putting dudes to sleep with one shot accurately. I mean, and then, and then, like I said, with the Aljo thing, now he's fight, Aljo's fighting Peter Yan for the belt. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. That's why I've always said that the rankings don't really mean anything. They don't. But then you had Alistair Overeem. I was going to bring that up, man. I, I, it's one of my favorites, man. I, yeah. love, I just love the guy's mild-mannered. He's so calm. Usually covers up a little bit, feels you out. But yeah, I mean, I did say he was susceptible to, to 
to getting punched really hard and he could get knocked out. I was hoping it wouldn't happen, but we've seen it before. Yeah. And he was I was rooting for him his last run. You know, it was a good story, but it didn't work out. Do you think he should give it yeah. up? No, I mean, I think uh, Overeem still sells fights. You know, he's still a main, you know, a main event fighter at the very least. You know, he's there's still plenty of guys that he could crush. There is no championship in his future, but it would be fun to watch him fight some of these new guys, be a gatekeeper, sort of a Donald Cerrone, Diego Sanchez to his division, where it's like, oh, you're a new heavyweight. Well, welcome to the division. Here's Alistair Overeem. Oh, oh, to be intimidated by him is easy. Just search his name. <laughs> look him up on YouTube. Okay. The guy for me, when Brock Lesnar first came into the UFC, he was the one guy that I was like him and Shane Carwin were his biggest threats. I was like, okay, he's not ready. This is going to be devastating. Even after becoming a champion against somebody so simple as Randy Couture, because he's half his size. Al Stroverine was a monster for a long time, right? Same thing with Shane Carwin. He had bigger hands than Brock Lesnar. I'm glad you brought that up because when Overeem came to the UFC from Strike Force, uh, Dana White, he wanted to feed him to the Wolves. He wanted he he thought he thought it was no match that that Lesnar was just going to destroy him. And man, they they were not expecting what happened to Lesnar. No. So he put him away. But yeah, it, it was very technical too. I mean, that just proves his skill set, you know. Well, let's move on to UFC 258. Here we are. We're coming up UFC 258 on Saturday. Uh, the first fight: Jillian Robertson, Miranda Maverick. Uh, Robertson, I can't go against her. I just wish she would let her hands go. The last fight, the strategy, uh, she lost against Santos with this whole "I got to take her down or nothing." There's no need for that. She's shown she's she she's not very the most powerful woman in the division, but she can move in and out. She's got accuracy. Yeah, and how many times are we seeing females knock out other females? Not very often. They don't, yeah, they don't have that kind of power. So if she's afraid to take a punch from a girl, she's got a real issue coming at her. That's why I went with Miranda Maverick. Oh, oh. No, I, went, I honestly went with her because I knew you were going to pick Jillian. And I do love Jillian. She's great. I love watching her fight. She's, a very, she's very much like a Ronda Marcos in her style. And when people realize that and they have the skill set to get away, they can win. They can, they can beat her. And I also like Miranda's last name. What a cool name. Maverick. Maverick. And a great record, too. So we'll see what happens. I mean, again, you know me when it comes to the girl fights. It is what it is. We're looking at decisions all day long. <laughs> unless unless it was that lucky knockout of that. Who was that in the last one? Uh, uh, Santos. I, her first name, Ta, like yeah. Talili Santos. And she was fighting somebody who, who we thought she, you know, was going to be a good matchup. And here mm. we are. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, I could hear uh, the coach just. Take her down, take her down, take her down. Man, let the hands go, damn it. But Just anyway. punch. Like, so, I mean, honestly, what, what's going to make the, the next famous female fighter is someone knocking somebody out. You know, you want to sell the fight that way. Finish a fight quickly. I mean, even submissions would be great, but finishes is what we're looking for. And we're not, I'm just not seeing it. That's why Amanda Nunes is so spectacular. It's like, oh, she knocks women out unless that woman can take her down or, you know. But uh, next up, we got Gabe Green versus Phil Rowe, and I'll tell you what, man, never heard of either one of them. I know nothing. Do you have any, do you know who they are? Not really, but I, I do like the uh, the Phil Rowe, the Fresh Prince, man. And look at him. I guess that's yeah. why. 
So, I mean, I picked him as well. How went with him? Yes. The yeah, Fresh Prince. Uh, 55% to 45 as well. Um, nine and three, Gabe Green, seven and two. So they're probably evenly matched. I mean, even the statistics are telling it's us. It's kind of wild. Uh, the Fresh Prince, he started his career 0 and 2, and then he's, he's won seven straight to make it seven yeah. and two. <laughs> how many people you see that start their career 0 and 2? Usually don't last too much longer. You know, after you know that. How did he lose? Decisions or was he slept? Uh, I believe it was uh, decisions. Okay, I was gonna say because if, if you get knocked out your first two fights and you just keep going, I mean that's more power <laughs> to you, man. I mean they do that a lot in boxing. You'll see that a lot in boxing, but it does go the yeah. opposite way. It's like, hey man, I lost my first eleven fights. <laughs> Why yeah, you you going? <laughs> what the hell? He's like, they were all decision losses. So you're telling me you went twelve rounds getting punched in the head and never won? That's ridiculous. Yeah, you, you gotta yeah. Have, you gotta have those type of guys because you got so many guys yeah. that are like fifty and fucking oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, Ricky Simon, Brian Kelleher. Uh, I went with Simon. Oh, I think it's Simone, right? Simone. Simone? Oh, oh, I'm sure you're right. I Didn't he just lose to Uriah Faber like a while ago? I thought was a I time believe ago. he did. I believe he did. But that was like a year, two years ago. It seems it was a so long ago because Uriah has fought since then. I haven't seen Ricky Simone since. Uh, that's why, honestly, I picked Simone first. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like I haven't seen him in so long. And the last time I saw him, he lost to a guy who's 45. So <laughs> Brian Kelleher, it is. And only 18% went with Kelleher because he's got a Nate Diaz record. 22 yeah, and 11. Yeah. <laughs> get those 11 losses don't look very well okay hold me. on let me stop i brought up nate diaz did you hear he did an interview with ariel hawani no i did not okay dan hardy i follow his full reptile youtube channel and he okay. did a six minute thing on nate diaz talking on that podcast or on that show about who he would like to fight he's going to be at 170 and dan hardy said a colby covington would be a decent fight because colby would beat the hell out of him basically but here's my deal man I don't like the Diaz brothers. Never really have. Okay. Never really have. It's okay. At least Nick has a better record and he's been a champion, but Nate, Nate is so delusional. (laughs) He thinks he's this guy, that guy, bro. Look at your record. Okay. There's a statistical thing on the internet that tells us how good you actually are. And to think running the lightweight division, you've beat all these. No, sorry. You're not that great, man. Sure, you have your fucking city that loves you, but that's also not good. Who cares? That means nothing. Oh, what is it? 209? Whatever the sh- – who cares? If you're still uh, – if you're a grown adult still throwing out your, your fucking area code, you might as well still be sitting at home playing video games and not be a fucking mixed martial artist. Get out of here. <laughs> so should we just do a whole episode where I just trash the DS? Yeah, just, just keep on. That's fine with me. Yeah. I'm cool with them. I don't have a problem. I, 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 they, they have a uh, the unique style no where I don't they, uh, they, they just kind of punches and bunches without much power. But it seems to you know. Usually so does works. Max Holloway. So does Max, Max Holloway. Yeah, that's true. It's true. He probably throws a lot. Well, well I would, I would say he had more power. But Diaz is like they're hitting one of those uh, sparring bags. <laughs> Yeah, he's fun to watch, but to think that he is in any way a championship fighter where he's only got, he only no, should no. fight dudes that win is bizarre. You have a 500 record, dude. It's ugly out there for you. Okay, you got a you got a record like most females. 
Okay, it's one. It's one. All right, go ahead. Man, no love uh, lost there. Uh, <laughs> uh, next we have uh, Pollyanna Viana. There you go. You got it. You nailed it. Uh, Mall- versus Mallory Martin. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, I just like the Pollyanna name. Okay, so uh, I picked her. Sixty-five percent went with her as well. What do you think? Uh, I went the other way on this one. The, okay, yeah. uh, she's lost three of her last four fights, and yeah, I'm just going with the underdog here. That's nothing really against her. I think it's been a while since she fought. Pollyanna? Or yeah, I, I think Pollyanna, I believe it has okay. been a little while. Um, it was one of those I just threw. I was like, ah, I don't really know, man. Yeah. <laughs> but if if this girl was 11-1 and one and then lost three mm-hmm. fights in a row, I mean, you might say it's time to wrap it up if she doesn't get this one. All right, let's go Bilal Muhammad, Diego Lima, and I uh, went with Muhammad. Uh, and I'll tell you why. For me, uh, Lima's last two fights a split decision, including uh, a win. Was at last two wins a split decision? One of them was Court McGee. Man, if you can't put Court McGee away, come on, man, come on. Well, here's what I've learned about Diego Lima: is he's not his brother. He's not putting anybody away. <laughs> so of course, I went with Bilal Muhammad as well. <laughs> Let's go. Seventy-six percent went with him as well. I mean, a seventeen and seventeen and three record versus seventeen and seven. They both have a lot of fights, and I feel like Muhammad's going to get a, a big push if he wins this fight. We'll see him taking on somebody pretty big because they show that dude's tweets in a lot of these other. You know what I mean? Like he's a oh, name okay. in the UFC. But then we have uh, uh, Rodolfo Vieira versus Anthony Hernandez. And Rodolfo is 7-0, and man. Never heard of him. But Anthony Hernandez is the kid who has ears much like myself, mm-hmm. and he won on the Contender Series very uh, in great fashion. The kid can take a punch, and he'll take one to deliver one. So I think I'm going Anthony Hernandez here wow, against okay. the undefeated Vieira. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I look, I never heard this guy either, this Rodolfo. I looked him up. Okay. It's a fucking machine, dude. A machine. He's uh, undefeated, six submissions, one knockout. Uh, I believe he's a like huge, big time grappler. He's uh, where's he? Where's he fought before? Not in the UFC. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, know, he has a couple fights in the UFC. Uh, here we go. Um, well, I just have his grappling record. Uh, ADCC World Championship. Uh, yeah, I don't. Just a lot of foreign stuff here, but uh. One does he have one, an amateur? One hundred wins, nine losses, sixty-eight submissions. <laughs> In what? His amateur? It's, no, this is uh, his his grappling. He's he's a big grappler. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's a huge submission. He's like submission machine. Yeah, he's not. I don't know, man. Do you know how old he is? What does it say his age is? He's, is he young dude? Uh, he's thirty-one. Thirty-one. The black belt hunter. <laughs> well, like I said, I think Anthony Hernandez has a, a Dustin Poirier, Amanda Nunes type of striking style where he's he his power's coming at the end of his punches. He's I don't know, I think he moves well. So it would be interesting to see him take this guy, you know, Rodolfo to beat him, or vice versa. Interesting matchup. All right. And then eighty two picked him. <laughs> yeah. Eighty two percent uh yeah, it's only 18 for Anthony Hernandez. Definite underdog. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I get this one. Mackie Patella 
Julian Jillian Marquez. Julian Marquez. The Cuban Missile Crisis. That's a great nickname. Yeah. But I went with him. Uh, Patel has lost three of his last four. Yeah, I got Julian as well. 81% picked him. I mean, he's 7-2, and two, still you know, relatively new. I have only seen him fight one time in the UFC outside of the Contender Series. I think he had an injury or something. He spent some time off, and you know, he's back now. But he did he, – he shined on the Contender Series for me, so much so that I remembered his name. But this uh, Makai dude, you know, 13-7, and seven, not great. I think no. he's undersized too. But uh, then we have uh, Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera. And much like the Diaz brothers, not a fan of Rivera. All right. Oh, wow. And, uh, and this fight, uh, I believe, is off anyway, but we can go on. Okay. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about it because Jimmy's one of those dudes that, much like Arnold Allen and Tom Breeze, they had these records where it's like 12 and 1. And I didn't ever see them before ever. And then when they first come back and they fight because they spent all this time off, because Jimmy Rivera was like 21 and one or 21 and oh, he had not lost yet. And then he just gets slept a lot of times in a row. (laughs) And so, of course, I went with Pedro Munoz on this if the matchup does happen. I'm going Pedro Munoz against anybody, honestly. Okay. All right. Yeah. um, I actually, I would have picked him as well. All right. Let's move on. uh, Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. And I, I, Jim Miller, he's 32 and 15. He's only got 22% of the people picked him. But I'm going with him, man. He's all heart. He gives it his all when he's yeah. in there. And Bobby yeah. Green, he's, he carries a lot of muscles. I think he's going to tire himself out and go to sleep. But we'll, we'll see. He's, he's sloppy. He is sloppy. Bobby Green's sloppy. This is a submission in the first round. Jim Miller. Oh, I'll man. put money on that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's first Jim. Round. Wow. That's Jim yeah. motherfucking Miller, dude. That's a vet. That's a kid that comes Definitely. in there and says, okay, I'm not going to let you punch me. Like, I got to get out of here and make this check. For real, he has Lyme disease. Come on. He's got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I honestly, I love Jim Miller. I've loved him since he came into the fucking game. He's one of those Donald Cerrone types where it's like, I don't give a shit if the dude ever becomes a champion. I'll watch his fights every time and support him all the way through. Bobby Green has never showed me anything. It's like, oh, here's this guy, 27 and 11. Come on. Hey, you got it. I, I'm a huge fan of, of Miller myself. Yeah, I mean – even when his brother came in, when Dan was around, love that dude. Great finishes as well. Submission artist, okay? But Bobby Green, again, he's got some pretty nasty power. But here's the thing, man. Jim Miller's got a chin. We've seen Jim take some nasty shots and survive and sometimes finish. So let's go, Jim. But, of course, next. All we right. got this, I don't know, this is an odd matchup for me because I just don't feel like this This is a fight Ian should have had this early. I mean, this is Kelvin Gastelum versus Ian Heinish. Mm-hmm. And Kelvin Gastelum recently fought for the belt against Izzy and it lasted the whole time. He didn't get knocked out and he's fighting Ian Heinish with, what does he have, 17 fights total? This is absurd. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kelvin is going to piece this kid up. He's going to put work. Wow. He might make him, he might stay around for all three rounds just to teach the kid a lesson. I promise it's going to be ugly. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to go against you, man. I, I'm going for the underdog here. I just I, I, I kind of feel what you're saying. I really do. But uh, I'm 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 going with Ian, man, the, the, the young heart going at it. Because okay. we do also have yeah. – we've seen Kelvin kind of – I mean, the kid's got heart for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's been times where it's like if there's a guy who has a little bit more cardio, they can finish him because Izzy caught him nasty several times. You know what I mean? Towards the, in the final rounds, but this is a three-round fight. 
But Kelvin, Kelvin for me, I like it. 67% went with him, 32 with Ian. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Ian if Ian does something spectacular in this fight, that's going to do some spe- – I, I have nothing uh, against him at all. I'm calling it my upset tonight. All right, I like Got it. it here. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. You said he's get pieced up. Wait, who knows? Yeah. He could – who knows what happens? It could, yeah, it, I like. I honestly like both of them. I just think this this is a bad matchup this early in Ian's career, where I feel like he could have went up against so many other dudes. Kelvin is not. I don't know, man. Michael Bisbing, what Luke Rock? He was putting guys away. All right. All right. Macy, Macy Barber. Barber. <laughs> Alexa Grassi. Macy Barber. It, here's the story with her for me. I'm watching a contender series. This little lady comes on there. She looks like she's like fucking 15 years old. She's like, I'm going to kick her fucking ass, knock her teeth down her throat, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can't remember the lady's name that she was saying this against, but I had seen the lady before. And I'm like, man, she has no idea the pain she's fucking going to be putting herself in. What the hell's wrong with her? And yeah, man, she she made me, uh, she, she made me look like a fool. She, uh, she earned my respect. And I'm going yeah. with Macy Barber. I love Macy Barber. She's great. I like yes, me as well. Alexa Grasso is nobody to mess with, though. She's very talented. But here's the thing. Macy's uh, Macy's coming in there to finish the fight, unlike a lot of these girls. Okay? And we've seen it happen. And you know what? She looks good doing it. We can say that for sure. Where it's like she doesn't take much damage. She's landing multiple different strikes. It's not just hands. She's throwing kicks. She's throwing knees. She's aiming for the body, the head. She's very well-rounded. I mean, she's eight and one. And she's one of these girls that's going to run her mouth before the fight. And I like that. I like it when it works. Okay? When you when you sit there and run your mouth and then you go in and lose, uh, I'm not into it anymore. So much like a McGregor, hated it when he was talking all that shit, and then he wins. Now I'm into it. Okay? When you predict that type of thing, let's go. But this is this is uh, Alexa Grasso. This is going to be a matchup. Yeah, so well, we'll- the, uh, the thing noted for me about Alexa is she's got a loss to Felice Herring. Ah, come on, man. Felice Herring, yeah. you got to take, take her out. You got to take her out. Yeah, Macy's of course, got knockout. So that's why that's why I'm a fan. I mean, Alexa, I think she's might have a knockout. She's definitely got submissions, but I don't think it's going to get to a point of submission with Macy. So again, I went with her. Sixty-eight uh, percent went with her as well. But the you know the main event. Main event. Gilbert Burns, teammates, friends, now foes, and. Uh, Kamaru Usman, the champ, 17-1, and one, coming off a fabulous victory over Colby Covington. And Gilbert Burns, 19-3, and three, another fabulous victory over Tyron Woodley. But again, dumb stepping stone. Okay? Doesn't make sense Everybody's for got a Tyron Woodley. victory over Tyron <laughs> Yeah, why do you have to have a victory over him to get a title shot? He's not a champ. Okay? Let's, let's, I mean, I would take it. If, if, has Gilbert beat Stephen Thompson? Has he beat Darren Till? I mean, let's 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 see some things like this. That's I mean, of course this is 170, but at the same time, there's Donald Cerrone, there's handful of fighters, Matt Browns, you know, your Carlos Condits. There's veterans that I think will put up a bigger fight against Gilbert Burns than Tyron Woodley did. Uh, but in this matchup, my friend, the Samurai, of course. Mm. Uh, I I go, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the Burns train. Really? Wow! 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 I'm yeah. already putting you down for Usman over here. Let me. Back up, put you down, Burns. But yeah, hey, I, I want Usman. I'll tell you my opinion. Uh, Burns, a lot of power, lots of power. But we've seen Usman get kicked in the head, punched in the face, 
yeah. time after time after time again. He just eats it and fires back. So uh, I think he can outlast Burns and, and eventually get the advantage over him. Yeah, I, I mean, I dude, I went with Burns just because I was like, I see what the upset. I don't know. <laughs> I like both. Like I said, it's a it's similar situation to the fight we were talking about uh, previously with Ian Heinish and uh, Gastelum, where it's like, I, I mean, whoever wins, good for them, dude. I'm not. It's not one of these things mm-hmm. where it's like, oh man, Connor versus Dustin, or where I'm really Chandler. You know what I mean? Versus Hooker. This is one of those where I'm like, yeah, dude. Whoever wins, good for them, dude. I just want them to fight. Let's see what happens. I mean, being teammates, you know more about them. You've trained with them, and I feel like because they know. They're both very good on the ground. It's gonna be a fight. This is gonna be. They're gonna punch each other. I think like a lot. Let me add, let me ask you something. What? Let's say Usman comes out on top. What's next for that guy? At one seventy, man. Like like I said with the Nate Diaz thing, it's like there's not really options. You know, it's a but rematch with Covington again. Uh, is there a way he could? He could do a one fifty five. He could do a one eighty five. Can he jump those weight classes? The kid's shredded. I mean, Usman's nothing but muscle. Where does he lose weight? His forehead? I don't know. You know what I mean? How? Where does he gain weight? How does he get bigger? He's gonna look like fucking Yoel Romero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's your head and neck, buddy? It, you look like all one thing. <laughs> you look like an action figure poorly made. Um, but honestly, I, I do think that this is a. It is one of the better divisions, where you can get fighters like a Justin Gaethje, a Conor McGregor. You know, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. You get these guys that are in that that can move around in divisions. You know, not Stephen so much, but Gaethje could go up. Same thing with Connor. He's done it before. Nate Diaz at 170. There's a lot of these fighters that play around the 155, 170 division. So perhaps the champion champion fight will be the next move between, you know, a 185, a 170, or 155, 170. Who knows, man? But it is a very good question to pose because hard for me to say. What do you think? Uh, I'm looking at probably Covington again. I, I mean, there's really not a left a lot of options left. RDA, <sighs> possibly, well, right? <laughs> but he's he's highly ranked in both divisions. Previous I mean, J- Covington gave him a fight. I mean, he. I think he was out striking him. I mean, it was pretty damn close in the fight before he got the better of him. What like two minutes to go in the last round? That What's that? Do you think if they fought again, it would go similar? Or I feel like Usman would just, he would eat him alive in a second matchup, honestly. Uh, yeah, he probably would. He probably would. But you got to sell some fight, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, all right. Coming to uh, come okay. in, talking a lot of shit. People want to see. It's branding, man, branding. Who else is in 170 right now in the rankings, even? Besides Steven? Uh, Wonder- I don't know anybody with the big winning streak. No. Um. Uh, Kiesa, I mean, but he's Kamayev, uh, uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah, see, my he just lost uh, Leon Edwards. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, Gastelum, man. Maybe Ian Heinish Gaslam is a one seventy, <laughs> you know, setup because th- both those guys can go to one seventy for sure. I mean, Ian's pretty, he's pretty solid, but still. Like you said, this is why it took so long for they actually had to say, well, yeah. teammates. teammate versus teammate, I guess, because there is no options. <laughs> Here we are. Good luck to you. But, I mean, I guess the good thing is uh, the belt will still stay in the house, I suppose. Let's <laughs> yeah. move from one locker room to the other at the gym. Yeah, because Kamaru, Kamaru's the one that left. 
right? He went to train somewhere else. Gilbert stayed. Hmm. I'm almost positive. That's what they said in the last fights. I was like, yeah. Camaro went to train in Florida or something. Gilbert's, I don't know, man. But it is a good matchup. I think this is this is the only option. Like you said, Covington being the next one. Who? I mean, what is Dan up down to 170 again? Where he wasn't even really successful? I don't know. But I guess we're really here for it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. What we're here for is we got to go over, of course, the, uh, the, the fight between Ben Askren and Jake Paul because, you know, that's why you guys come <laughs> okay. here. I mean – yeah, they're leaving it to the judge's fear. Is Ben Askren getting knocked out by Jake Paul? Who knows? Is Askren? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's so dumb. Jake Paul I comes in it. for the fucking Usman match next. <laughs> but anyway, I mean the kid. Yeah, <laughs> the kid has a marketability, and Logan Paul had said a long time ago about fighting in the UFC. I made a mockery of it. Mm. But hey, man, why wouldn't you try that instead of doing whatever the fuck this is? It's some sort of weird mm-hmm. control. Hey, let me just fight a bunch of old men. <laughs> I don't know what that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's working out for him. He's getting attention. Hell, we're it's, talking about him, you know. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's pros versus Joes. <laughs> He's getting attention without getting knocked the fuck out, at least yeah. not yet. Oh, man. I, I, that he would will be, be dude, soon. This would be the only t- Oh, my God. This is Ben Askren's plan. He knows how many people hate him, but he knows. <laughs> If he beats this fucking kid, dude, he's back on our good graces for sure. <laughs> Who's not putting their money on that, dude? Real real fight fans are not going for Jake Paul. Oh, hell no. And, and <laughs> if, if, if Askren was to lose, holy shit, I, would, I don't even would care to ever see that guy again. Oh, go, yeah, away, go away. Go away. That's, a, that's interesting, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. You know We look forward to this matchup. I'm glad we got a pay-per-view. Hopefully next week. time we see uh, Paul, it would be like uh, – Last time we saw, saw Frankie Edgar just falling over sideways. How funny would it be if <laughs> Askren throws Askren. an illegal strike in a boxing match? <laughs> he does a flying knee. <laughs> Fuck that dude. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, we he he fucking Osvaldo's him. Just for uh, the highlight. Get a little off track. But anyway, uh, we'll, it was fun. Do it again next week. Sound yeah, good man. to you? Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, boss. Don't leave it to the judges. People. I'm Patty Broken Skull. That's Samurai. You know, subscribe. Subscribe. Everywhere but iTunes. Yeah, everywhere everywhere but the the number one platform. Fucking find it. We'll get on there. All right, man. You have a good night.